welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for our commissioning over the years and got together to start a podcast to help other commissioners out there. If you are new to the show, all episodes are pretty evergreen, which means you can do what many people do and just binge them all at once, which uh, is awesome. We love that. What we do here is go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us. We go over some of our own ideas that have now become very popular and common in the fantasy and dynasty industry. And we answer nearly every single email we get. We'll get better at that too. You can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. That's commishpod at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Ryan, it's been a while. It's It's been a little bit. It's been a, it's been a while. Uh, this, this is how long it's been. We have recorded a bull rush episode since we've re- <laughs> since we recorded a commission possible. So yes, it's if if you measure in bull rushes, it's been one, which is a long that's a long time. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. That's the <laughs> bull rush is like a biannual show now and we've somehow somehow done more of these. That's 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 crazy to me. The uh okay. The regular yeah. season tough it's coming what 500 leagues is it's not easy i know i know right it's uh i i I checked it out between my three mfl accounts i have 826 leagues and 572 are the commissioner service oh my goodness that's that's just unreal that's unreal so uh those who are listening probably know about what we do with fantasy cares uh ryan you are going shopping over the next two days to buy I am. toys for kids. How, how yes. much money are you gonna are you gonna spend of the fantasy cares donations? Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Going to uh, going to Toys for Tots in the uh, Louisville, Kentucky area. So really excited. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got some friends shopping with us. We've got folks from uh, from my school shopping with us. My work. We've got folks from our church shopping with us. So it. It should be uh, it should be a great time. Our kids are all going. They love it. They know that uh, th- that they're having that small part in in helping families who need help, and it, it's just an awesome thing. Uh, obviously, want to say uh, thank you, of course, to all the people who have participated in leagues and uh, made donations over the past year. Yeah. Uh, but especially thanks to you, Scott, for for managing all of that and running it all. I know it's a ton of work, uh, and really, I can't even imagine how much work it is. But uh, definitely, thank you for everything. It's it's really the, it's the fantasy community that we all band together and we do this together, and that's that's the beautiful thing. It's it's the community that does this. Uh, what was the the what was the Toys for Tots guy's reaction when you told him you were going to spend ten thousand dollars? Uh, well, the, for, he started with an expletive that we'll we'll keep this show uh, PG, <laughs> but that was his first reaction, which which made me laugh a little bit. Uh, but he was, you know, he he immediately followed that up almost with, um, with tears of joy. Honestly, I was I was talking on the phone with him, and you know, you can tell when someone gets choked up, and and this is a guy who's been involved with Toys for Tots for. Um, I believe he said 10 or 15 years. So he's, he's been around and obviously he was, he was very excited when, when I talked to him about uh, what you had done, what we had done as a, as a community. And um, 
I, I know from talking with him, I know you've heard these, these stories as well. Toys R Us, the, the store was a, a big supporter of mm-hmm. Toys for Tots. And, and obviously they, over the past year or two, they have uh, closed their doors. And when I told him that amount, when I told him I was going to spend $10,000 in, in our area, he, like I said, he, he kind of got choked up and he said, he said, that's the exact amount we always got from Toys R Us when they were participating. He said, you're going to step right in and fill that void. So that's awesome. That's amazing. That was, that was so awesome to hear. Uh, I was already obviously looking forward to it, excited about it. Uh, but that, you know, hearing that and hearing his excitement made it even better. So uh, we, we've got a U-Haul truck that we're going to have to use because yeah. uh, that's, that's the, the type of damage we're going to do to these stores. We, uh, we are ready to go. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's going to be, man, that's going to be so awesome. Well, people, people, people got enough catching up with us, uh, right for right now. Let's, uh, let's talk some, uh, commissioning stuff. What do you think? Eh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We're, I don't know that we'll hit any, uh, questions in this one, but, uh, I'm going to start answering questions. If Ryan and I can't get together, I might do some mini episodes where I answer a question or two, just uh, in between to, to fill out the void if, if needed, we'll see how much Ryan and I can get together. But uh, I think I think the off season I, I, will be much kinder on us. Yeah, probably. So um, my first uh, my the first thing I want to bring up, and this actually happened today, so I want to get your take on it. And uh, <laughs> actually, the guy said uh, you should talk about this on Commission Impossible. <laughs> he wants to hear our opinions on it. I think it's a it's an interesting uh, interesting situation. So the end of the season's coming along here. I run all these public leagues and, and there are people trying to tank, which sure. my public leagues have uh, potential points. So tanking doesn't do anything, go- anything except for give some people some free wins. So uh, these are obviously people who don't really understand the rules or something, or <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so in one of my leagues, there was a team tanking and the person playing that team. So the opponent noticed it and told me about it. And our rule in these leagues is we go in and we fix the the tanking based on fantasy sharks projected scoring. Okay, so our rule is that we fix if they have a bye week player in, we take that bye week player out and we put in the the starter that it, you know the best projected starter, etc. So this opponent emailed me. I did the fix, which by our rules did the fix. It almost lost him the game. So, like, it was about, I don't know, 0.6 points. He still won. The guy who reported it still won. But uh, how do you feel about a team tanking? There, there, It is kind of a punishment to the team tanking that, hey, you can't tank. I'm going to – but also, you know, it, it might end up causing a loss there for, for that – other guy do you like that's it's almost incentive for the other guy not to report it right um but i do feel the right thing to do as a commissioner is to fix it because that that alters the the playoff seedings potentially yeah it's funny you tell the story today because i had the exact same situation uh, (laughs) take take place in one of my leagues uh well i guess the the only difference is it was not the uh, it was not this week's opponent who reported it, but it was another 
uh, another owner in the league who let me know, uh, Hey, this, this guy didn't set a lineup at all this week. It wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe you consider that blatant, blatant take tanking, or maybe he just, uh, just forgot to set a lineup, but right. uh, regardless, he, he was one of the uh, last place teams, second to uh-huh. last place. Uh, he was playing the second, uh, second best team in the league. Yeah. Second and yeah, I got you. right. So uh, it, it could at least have been viewed as he was tanking for the, for, for a shot at the one Oh one. So I did the same thing. I, I went in, I, um, I adjusted the lineup based on pregame rankings and uh, it's, it's going to, it's coming down to the wire. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how, how that game goes, but it could, it could go the same way. I think, I think the, the, the bad team, the tanking team, if you want to say that might win that game. So it, it does. My concern I had, you have to, you do fix it though, right? I, I, I fix it. Well, that's what I was going to say. The concern I have with it is that I know I don't catch everyone. Right. Absolutely. And, and I know not, um, not everyone is reported. So then am I fixing it only because it's the end of the season and it's obviously and directly impacting draft order or playoffs or do I let it go because I know I, I missed others along the way? I chose to fix it. Yep. Um, I, I I have very specifically in my rules that I need to be notified of it. And also, if I'm notified, I can only fix the previous week because, you know, once players change rosters, especially on MFL, but I'm guessing most of it's it's tough to go back and, and fix the lineups or add, like, if a guy didn't have a kicker for a week, to add a kicker to the roster for week seven or something. So, like, my rules are very specific in that we will fix the previous week if reported, and you have to report it. Um, yeah, I, I like that idea, and... I'm still I, I don't know how my how how the folks in my league would react to it, but I, I'm still kind of considering just basically removing that rule. Right. Pr- pretty much just allowing tanking, which I know you do in some of your leagues. Yep. Uh, my how, personal- how how's that going? Uh well, it it, it goes well. Um and there's never hard feelings. I it, this this is a, a good point to move on to this because I had this listed as later, uh, but just just to 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 cap up that uh, tanking issue, I know it's a like sh- should there almost be a, a separate punishment for attempting to tank? Like because if you fix it, that's pun that is part punishment and that you're not allowing the tanking. But I mean, you you pr- you probably have to write in your rules you get caught tanking, you get a warning tank again, and you're kicked out of the league. Or if it's like a friends and family league tank, once you get a warning tank twice, you move back a draft position or something like I'm just offering options for commissioners out there. That's not how my, our commissioner service runs, but what do you think of that? Like, uh, like an escalating penalty for tank for being caught tanking. Yeah. I like that a lot better than what I've had in my rule set. Honestly, which is a fine, an actual financial fine. Yeah. Um, which I don't think I've ever collected. I've never actually collected or tried right. to collect. Um, right. It just always gets to the point of uh, the feeling like I'm not, I'm not 
going to find, you know, we're, we're all grown ups here. I'm not going to right. find someone in a fantasy league, especially when it, you know, it might be a quarter of the buy-in or something like that. So I've never actually done that. I definitely need to change that because I like, I like what you're suggesting a lot better. And if you're in a league like, uh, like your pigs leagues or like my kitchen sink leagues, it's really easy to find them with fantasy dollars. That right. that becomes yeah. something I'm I'm a lot more comfortable with. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. In in game finding, whether it be yeah fantasy dollars if it's a bankroll league or uh, yeah if you get caught first time warning, second time you move back a spot in the draft, like from th- pick one hundred two to one hundred three, like that. That's already a pretty painful thing. I'm just trying to think of things that, you know, we say sometimes kick that guy out of the league, but for a lot of people, that's not really an option because a, they're not assertive enough to do it or B it's a, a friends and family league where they don't want to kick a guy out. Um, but I, I will warn, and this goes for any rule. This is like a general rule. Uh, if you're commissioning, don't create like a fine or a penalty that you're not w- ready and willing to enforce. Like, uh, that that does not go over well. If you create a penalty for something and then someone does that thing and you're like, ah, oh, this penalty is a little too harsh, uh, don't be that guy. Cre- if you're creating a penalty within your league, make sure it's the t- it's something that you are 100% willing to commit to and go through with. Otherwise, you get annoyed other owners that you didn't follow through on the penalty. Yep, and I have I have been that guy. I have been done- that guy too. Yeah, learn learn from our mistakes. Yes, learn from our mistakes. If you're going to create a penalty for something, make sure it's something that you would absolutely follow through with, and not something that you, you know, hem and haw over and then lighten the penalty. Don't don't be that guy. Uh, but moving into the tanking and dynasty thing, uh, yeah, I I do in my personal leagues. I can't in public leagues. You just can't. You can't no. in these public leagues with money on the line. But in my personal leagues, like. I've gotten to the point where I think I just view it as a strategy in dynasty. It's, it's, it's rebuilding versus win. Now, you know, it's a rebuilding team wants to tank to, to, you know, get a better draft pick. I I guess I get it. And, and in a league with that, you're going to find several teams doing that. So there's free wins all over the place. I think we've mentioned before, if you do allow it, you should have the last spot or two go to total points so that those free wins don't have such a huge effect on the playoffs. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I mean, I think that that should be a rule. Anyway, every, every dynasty league, no matter what. The, by, by the way, did you see that tweet? But go, you finish first. No, I, I, I did see that tweet. The, the only thing, the only caveat I was going to add was in the kitchen sink leagues, we use – um, we use victory points. Right. And so in that league points and, and wins and losses are all factored in. So because of that, I do not, I, I don't have a point playoff spot, but in and just I'm typical win loss standings, yes, have one or, or two uh, playoff spots for total points or, or most points scored. 
Yep. And, and it's, you only have 108 characters on Twitter. So uh, I can't, I couldn't put in and I did with future tweets and, and talking with uh, like Sig and JJ and Matthew Barry and stuff on in, in that thread. Um, Matthew Barry, by the way, I, I tweeted out basically that and Matthew Barry quote tweeted it. And both of us had hundreds of, if you're going to do that, just be in a points league. And like, it was, <laughs> I didn't, I had to mute both of those threads, but uh, um, the, the general point is, create a system where you're making sure that the best team doesn't get left out of the playoffs, which victory points does that. That's why yeah. I'm absolutely fine with that. I was going to say something, something else about that, but I mean, play what you enjoy. Uh, you, I mean, if, if your league enjoys everything being head to head and all the playoffs being head to head, that's, that's fine. I just, I just hate when the, uh, the best team in the league gets, uh, gets, you know, left out. I kind of lost where we were go- oh uh, on the tanking thing. Yeah, that's that's basically the tanking thing. If you're gonna have if you're gonna have tanking, make sure that it's not like every spot is head to head. Make sure you have a system that you know accounts for that, uh, accounts for those free wins that are being given out there. So MFL has a new feature, Ryan, uh, this year that I didn't notice until into the season. Uh oh. Um, well, th- this isn't the pigs thing. This isn't going where you think it's going. Oh, okay. Um, taxi squad, uh, you know, yes. oh, you can always use it for rookies or rookies in second years or rookies in third years, you know, is, is, a, is a little bit newer to that in the last year or two, but now you can use taxi squad on MFL for buy players. Meaning if your taxi squad is rookie Debbie only, you can select a button that it will also allow any player of any designation on buy or, if you don't, if you don't use a taxi squad for rookies, you can just set up a taxi squad, like a five man taxi squad for bye week players only. So when the bye week hits, just throw your bye week players on there, and you can pick up replacements. What do you think of that? I think I should have read the I should have read the show notes and should have known that one was coming because that that is a new one to me as well. Um, that feels like a feature that. Uh, I, I like a lot more in redraft than I do in dynasty. Um, I, I, just I think, think that's that, fair because in redraft you have much shallower rosters and in dynasty, right. your, your average dynasty league is 22 to 28 man rosters. You probably already have replacements on your squad for that. Right. That, that was my thinking. Um, and, and I also like in dynasty, I like to force, tough decisions yes so if you are playing with a defense or a kicker or or if you're uh, playing in shallower rosters then I, I i like i like the decisions where you have to pick between now versus you know short term versus long term um mm-hmm. so I, I i like that feature i definitely like that feature a lot more in redraft i, I don't yep. think i'll be adding that as an option in in my leagues uh, you bring up <clears throat> something I've wanted to bring up on this show before. <clears throat> Excuse me, because uh, John Bosch and I were talking about this. What a thing that Pigs does, um, and there there was an MFL thing that it. I, I'm currently talking to MFL. There's there's a thing where the Pigs leagues might have <laughs> might have gotten hurting or might go away or whatever. But I feel like we're gonna work that out. But uh, the thing that Pigs Leagues do, does, Pigs Leagues are essentially 14-team leagues, 30-man rosters. Uh, but they're 20 active, 5 on t- five taxi, and 5 IR. 
And what that does is it forces people to be active. You have to go in every week and move players on and off taxi, move players on and off IR every single week, um, adding, dropping player. And so like the transaction log is about a billion long. Like if you have emails, you just email, email, email every Sunday morning, every Thursday, every it's just constant emails because in order to even compete, you have to be extremely active. And I kind of wanted to bring that up because people ask, and I've never thought about it in this way before. People ask, what are ways you can force activity in your league? That pigs was designed specifically to force activity with the shallower active roster. Um, with the taxi and IR that you can manipulate weekly. The IR allows players out, you know, Mm -hmm. out or, you know, it's not just IR only. It it allows players out. So if a player's out out for the week, you're making a move. Uh, If you, uh, most dynasty teams have four to five rookies. Um, If you want to start, if you have Kyler Murray in your super flex league, you want to start him this week, but you want to bench him the next, you throw him on your taxi and you pick someone up the week just in case. That that is something that those two things have created a ton of activity. So just throwing that out there. Um, do, go ahead. Yeah, I, I guess I would say. Um, that, well, first of all, that that those are both very different than what we do in kitchen sink. Um, but I really like it as a rule in in those leagues because the rosters are uh, are smaller. So yep, I, I think the combination of, of those two together or those three, I guess I should say this, the smaller rosters and the flexibility, both with taxi and with the IR spots. Uh, I, I think that works really well. And, and obviously it does. You've had a lot of success and, and people love those leagues. Yeah. It's, it's just forced activity is what it is. And if you're not making those moves on a weekly basis, you're not winning the league almost, you know, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. I'm starting to see, and and I'm I, maybe I'm surprised it hadn't um, hasn't happened sooner. And I don't know if you're seeing the same things, but lots of separation between the haves and the have-nots in the kitchen sink leagues. Um, the there are there's so many ways to win in these leagues. I'm sure yours are the same that you can focus on devies and load up on those and, mm-hmm. and kind of wait on them. They're they're super. <clears throat> the kitchen sink leagues are super flex. So if you want to build around quarterback and, and kind of punt everything else that, that can work. Uh, and, and obviously any type of win now strategy can work in the short term. Um, but now we're, we're several years in six or seven years in and uh, starting to see some really bad teams. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you're seeing that. I don't know how you, we do have the second chance rule in, in our league. I think you have something similar. Mm-hmm. So uh, teams can <clears throat> get a chance at a do-over, essentially. Uh, that helps. But starting starting to be something I've, I'm at least paying attention to and, and taking note of. Yeah. That's, yeah it, it, and that happens that late in, in leagues. Like when you get to that six, seven, eight-year mark. We have, we have a commissioner service we acquired um, – that those leagues have been running for anywhere from three to 10, 11 years. And there are some really, really bad teams in the older leagues. And I look at those and I'm just like, like safe leagues has been going for five years. And there's, when there's an orphan there, there's, there's rarely a really bad orphan. 
happen because you know it was drafted within the last most of them almost all of them were drafted within the last two years so you're not going to have too many really bad teams yet but that many years that yeah you're going to get that um on the i want to move back to tanking uh one more time because someone got this gave me this question on twitter and i thought it was a very easy answer for me but i want to get your thought guy on twitter asked me if tanking was okay he he basically had another owner's draft pick and him tanking this upcoming week's game would help that draft pick so my opinion was Tanking, if you're tanking for a draft pick you own that is someone else's, or if you're tanking for a draft pick you own that's your own, it's the same thing either way. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly is. And I would say if your league has rules against tanking, then right, then that's not okay. There, there are different, there are different ways to tank, and there are different motivations for tanking. Uh, and honestly, none of that really matters. I think that where I thought you were going with that question was i've got my playoff spot locked up and i'm and i want to tank for a better matchup that's that's another situation that happens yeah it's it's the same answer to me yep it is for me too if if the rules in your league are submit your best lineup every week then then that's it yeah yeah, it, and for those commissioners out there looking for a, a general wording, something to the effect of you can't uh, like uh, things that can be considered tanking are starting inactive players, starting players on by, players injured or obviously inferior players, um, swapping out uh, swapping out obviously superior players for obviously inferior players. You know that's going to be more judgment cally, but. Uh, um, stuff like that. And, and also we've mentioned this kind of already, but there are leagues out there that have anti-tanking rules. Like you can't tank, but they don't have any kind of penalty for if someone does. So (laughs) maybe, maybe consider putting something in there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got to, you got to have all bases covered there. Um, So uh, can I throw a interesting league type idea that was sent to me on Twitter? I wish I, Oh God, I could remember who it was. I might be able to find it actually and give him uh, full on credit. Um, doo, 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 doo. Um, I can always edit a little bit here. Uh, Jarrett McCoy at Jarrett McCoy on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, a best ball hybrid where half your roster, or basically, uh, I'll just give an example because it's best, you, do, you click the best ball setting for, for the lineup. So you don't submit your lineup. But you have a 10-man active roster and, say, 10, 12, 18-man, whatever, bench. And you basically put 10 men in your active roster, but you only start eight. So basically, you get – basically, because it's best ball, the best eight scores is what you get. Okay. So you're still making making those weekly choices of who's going – to you, the active roster. You're putting 10, like let's, let's say your starting lineup is 10 players. You put 12 players on your active roster and you get the score of the best 10. That way it gives you a, you know, backup for players that, you know, go out injured early or whatever. Um, it's basically, it's, it's kind of like a hybrid. I, I found that really interesting that uh, it's. Yeah. I like it as well. And I'm already thinking, 
you would almost have to do one of your extra spots would almost have to be allotted to a quarterback. So uh, that's, that's making for some tough decisions. If you know, if you get 10 spots or if you get 12 spots and uh, three of those are going to quarterbacks potentially, if, if we're talking super flex. Um, yeah. I, I like that. That's, that's a good one. Um, yeah. I've, I've always been so, anti best ball we we've talked about it on here we've talked about it with nathan powell of course who loves who loves best ball dynasty and maybe it's just kind of the general busyness of the of the regular season and uh, adding more leagues and and the complex leagues we get a chance to play in and run but i've enjoyed best ball dynasty a little bit more this season oh yeah uh, so uh, it, it's it's uh, it, it's coming. I fully coming around. In, in yeah, in mine, I just pay almost no attention. I check every once in a while, and that's the only thing I don't like. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's where I am as well. And maybe I just like it because I'm I'm having some finally having some success in in those uh, type types of leagues. That helps too. But oof. yeah, when when their best ball and their are there's no transactions in the regular season, which all of mine are, then, then there's little motivation to pay attention because you can't do anything. You can't make a waiver move. You can't make a trade. So checking in once a week uh, at most to see if you won is, is really all that needs to be done. By the way, talking about a good dynasty year, <laughs> have I told oh, you yeah? about my, I can't stop talking about this. I, I feel like it's really braggy, but like it's it's so ridiculous to me right now. Um, I'm actually going to lose this week in a couple of them, but uh, going into this last week, I I was 52 and three in my five dynasty leagues. Wow! Like uh, I don't I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> no, I, wow! I I thought I was having a good year. Um, I I am I am on on pace to lose at least two or three games though this week. It's a oh, really bad week. I have poor guy. Well, yeah, it's uh, I got guys like Dalvin and Kelsey on by in several mm. leagues. So, yeah. wow, that's fifty two and three. That's unreal. Uh, I know, and and that's after I killed two leagues that I was a combined twenty nine and one last year. I killed those two leagues. Otherwise, <laughs> who knows what I'd be? Yeah. Enough, enough, enough of the bragging on the my uh, next year. I'm gonna go like three and fifty two because of this year. Uh, or some, sometimes you can't help it. You just have to. I know it's so crazy that you have to talk about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. That's exactly why I keep talking about it because I just every week I shake my head. I, like games, I think I'm gonna lose. All of a sudden, somehow it's a win. Well, the the thing is that readers and listeners, you know, I, I've seen it several many times that they want accountability they want to know you know how how much money are you winning if we're talking about dfs you know it's screenshot uh screenshot kind of stuff and in dynasty or or even in redraft it it just comes down to your record or how many um how many playoff how many leagues you made the playoffs in how many titles you won but then when you share that accountability if it's a situation like this uh where where this record is just unreal then yeah it yeah. feels a little braggy but you also you know yeah. you want to be accountable you want to let people know and 
you know, I kind of kind of know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. You do want to you do want to mention that, you know, like hey, I'm I'm actually good at this thing. So I I want to talk about one thing that came up within a See, I if you're in Safe Leagues and you email me like yeah, I, I love when Safe Leagues members or anyone emails me their ideas for things. And I always love having those conversations. So never feel shy about emailing me about really anything. Um, or, or emailing commishpod at gmail.com if you have a story or a question or whatever. Uh, but this one, th- this, this is an idea I thought of in a conversation with someone because these are public leagues. Um and some trades, we I hate vetoing trades, right? Like that's not a thing I want to, especially in in personal leagues. And we we're we're very no veto, right, Ryan? <laughs> Unless oh, yes. there's collusion. So sometimes in public leagues, it's hard to prove collusion. Sometimes uh, it's really hard to prove collusion anyway. But at least in the public leagues, I can look at their identity verification. I can look at geolocation. I can look at what leagues they're in together, their previous transactions, their IPs, uh, their you know from MFL, etc. I can look at a lot of stuff. But uh, I had this thought: What if? And, and this might go for leagues that you know. There's a good good percentage of people that are that are still a little bit okay with the trade veto, right? Sure. What about what about this in public leagues or leagues like that where you're you're actually okay with uh, trades being vetoed down? A trade calculator rule. Say the league picks a trade calculator. Say DLF, and everybody has all their own values. Okay, everybody has their own values. That's great. But if something is like two and a half times more valuable on one side, that's to the point where it's a little bit something's going on here. Like you want people to make their own mistakes. You know, twice the value probably happens. You overpay for a guy, but you get to two and a half, three times the value. I don't know if you've plugged trades in there that are that bad. That That's ridiculously bad. What if there was a rule in – what if someone wanted to put a rule in the league? If a trade goes beyond 2.5 X value on one side, it can be turned down with a veto. Uh, if, if people protest, if people don't protest, then no, but if people protest, right. I, I've actually, um, I've talked with someone that has a similar rule and, and not only the rule in his league actually goes a little further than that because you have to, and I don't know what the numbers are, but you have to meet the standard um, of of the rules with every trade, not just if someone protests, but basically before the trade can even be executed, it has to be basically proven according to the trade calculator as as a fair trade. Jeez, and then it goes through. So for they, me, that's they, yeah. Yeah, they take it to an extreme there. I, I don't know if I would want to do that with every single trade. That's but- a little commission intensive. Let me let me propose. I mean, that's that's great that they have that. Let me propose this um, for for people possibly listening, or maybe even a public, you know, maybe even safe leagues. If three or more people teams protest, you check the trade calculator, and if it's more than three x value on one side, then it can go up for vote. Yeah, I think I, I like the idea. I, I think you would just have to to play with the numbers. I think three X 
is is too far. Uh, it, I think it is. I, I will tell you, I've done three x trades on there, and it is it's insane. Two two point five x feels about right. Maybe two yeah, to two point five. Right. I was going to say you could you could drop it to to double or 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 two point five, and of course it depends on. Um, it really depends on the players that are involved. You know, once you yeah. get up to the better players, it's, it's, it could be tough to get double those players. Yeah. That's, and what sucks is if you have a rule like that in your league, obviously people are, might just start adding crap players at the bottom to, to beat the limit, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, I've found that once you get past like 2.5 X, there's no like, the the roster like i'm weak at wide receiver like there's no justification anymore once you get that far <laughs> apart oh yeah exactly exactly yeah the just you you just can't justify it anymore i thought that was well, interesting. I, I think that's the that's kind of my current strategy is if i see a trade that looks way off can i, I want both it? right i want i want to hear from both both parties what how does this trade make sense for you yep um obviously one of them it's probably going to make a lot of sense, but the yeah. other, the other person, uh, not so much. And I think when you, when you go as far as reversing a trade, uh, you base that almost every time it needs to also include somebody being removed from the league. Yeah, that's, that's extremely true. That's the, that's almost always, uh, the case. If, it, if it's that bad, it's usually, yeah, there's usually a removal. I mean, the the per, at least one of the people is either colluding or has no idea what they're doing, and yeah. just for for the good of the league, if you're if you're overturning a trade, probably needs to also be uh be looking for a new. You, you probably you probably do get situations where you know that guy learns from his his mistake, <laughs> you know. Um. I was going to go somewhere else with that and I failed to remember exactly where I was going to go with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll just call this one a day. What do you think? It's been a good talk. It's good to be back. We need to, uh, it is really good to be back. We, we went over a, you know, a lot of very similar issues, <laughs> things. Hopefully uh, there are commissioners that can take some things uh, from all of that. Maybe just little bits. And that's kind of why, why we're here, right? You might not like 60% of the things we say, but maybe there's like this one nugget that you're like, oh, I'm bringing that to my league. Maybe someone heard that best ball hybrid, you know, league where you, you know, put 10 people on your active roster and the best eight is what you get. And maybe somebody heard that and they're like, I'm doing that. Um, that, that's awesome. That's what we love to hear. We love to hear those stories too. So commissionpod at gmail.com. If you have any, you know, uh, commish stories, uh, especially bad commish stories, we, we need to get back on those. Those are fun, Ryan. <laughs> those, yeah, those, those are something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listener questions, interesting league ideas, uh, whatever. Send us an email commissionpod at gmail.com. Um, we're going to try to, you know, start pumping out more of these. Uh, like I said, if uh, Ryan's schedule is going to clear up a little bit, my schedule is going to clear up a little bit. Uh, if not, I'll, you know, I'll try to put something up. That's just like 10 minutes of me answering a question or two or Ryan answering a question or two or whatever. Uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, that's it for this show. Um, another episode of commission impossible in the books, Ryan. 
<laughs> First one in five months, six months, I think. We're we're gonna get back in the routine. Yeah. We, uh, that that's that was the death knell to bull rush though <laughs> we said we're gonna get back to it and then we didn't uh-oh uh make sure to give us there's, a five yeah there's still time there's still time make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on and tell your friends tell your league mates tell your commissioner if you're not the commissioner of your league and you you, you someone else commissions your league tell them to listen to this show uh Follow me on Twitter at Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter at RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.